the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's about recovery and restoration. Although the Bible clearly teaches us that God is a God of recovery and restoration, many saints don't know it. And even worse, after hearing about it, some saints even refuse to believe it. Hebrews chapter 6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because they that come unto him must first know that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It's important for us to know who our God is, who's promising to bring recovery and restoration to his. One of his Old Testament names is Jehovah Gamola, the God who recompenses. Recompenses means pays or give compensation for, makes restitution for, damage, injury, or the like. That's something that all of us saints should like. He's a God who gives compensation for and makes restitution for the damages that we, his children, have experienced in life. He's a God who will give back and pay back in full what Satan has stolen or is holding back in our lives. And since faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it's my absolute pleasure to share with you some more of God's word, that is, the good news, from his good book, the Bible, about the good God who is in our lives. Jehovah Gamola, the God of recompenses who recompenses, that is, recovers and restores the things that were lost and stolen in our lives. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. 2 Kings chapter 6. Let's see how bad it was. Verse 24, and it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. Not a famine. This is a great famine in Samaria. And behold, check it out. That's what it means. Check it out. Don't miss this. They besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver. And the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. So the results of this besieging was so bad that a great famine existed. So bad that an ass's head, I mean a head, I ain't talking about his body, his head was sold for four score pieces of silver. Now four score pieces of silver are 80 pieces of silver. Wait a minute, 80 pieces of silver? Context, somebody say context. Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver when he was sold into slavery. This is 80 pieces of silver. 
Four times the price of Joseph when he got sold in the dream. Somebody say context. Jesus was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of. This is 80 pieces of silver, which is two times the price of Jesus plus a tip on top. This is an ass head. A donkey head. <laughs> you thinking like, what you going to do with a donkey head that is that, is, that, that is that important? Remember, famine was going on. No food's coming in. No food's coming in. And they got so hungry that they cut off that donkey head. I'm sure the rest of the body went for more. But somebody said, I give you 80 pieces for that donkey head. So we can have donkey head soup. Praise God. Amen. And donkey head stew. You laughing. But you ain't never been in a position, have you? That you don't even read the back of food no more. Because you can't pronounce any of them words in there anyway. Oh, you know, ain't none of them real. But you eat it anyway. You know, like dollar store cheese. Y'all don't want to work with me, do you? Dollar store spam night. Spam is something else all by itself. But you buy dollar store spam. It's, oh my God. What was that before it became spam? Golly God. <laughs> Leave it alone, Rodney. Just move on. And, and a fourth part of a cat, fourth part of a dove's dung for five pieces of silver. Dove's dung. A fourth part of a cab. Now, a cab is about a quarter or, or three pints. Well, a cab was then the smallest dry measurement that they had. This is a fourth part of it, which means you only got a little bit of it. Dove dung, just a little bit of dove dung. End up costing you five pieces of silver. <laughs> now, before y'all get to freaking out on the dove dung, various theologians has many things to say about what that dove dung actually was. Some say that dove dung, well, pigeon dung was, was peas or pulse. Peas. It was a pea. Others say that it was the root of a white bulb or of a wild vegetable that would grow out in the fields. Most believe that pigeon dung meant pigeon dung. Because some folk read and were like, no, that couldn't have been what they meant. That couldn't have been what they meant. Now, I don't know. I wasn't back then. But regardless of what it was, it was something that shouldn't have been, it should have been ridiculously inexpensive. That had become ridiculously expensive because of the siege. Whether it was just some root that grew out in the field, or there was something that the pigeon just dropped. Wherever, it shouldn't have been costing that. It was costing that because of the siege. That's how bad it was. That folk was eating dove done. And uh, 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 as a side for donkey heads. But you're having a dinner today, man. We're having donkey head and dove dung. <laughs> That's expensive. <laughs> you're laughing, but times get hard. I can tell y'all never been there. 
you find yourself doing all kind of things that you thought you'd never do. You find yourself eating all kind of things that you thought you'd never eat. You be going in the stores acting like you bought some restaurants, acting like you bought some. Say, oh, I forgot. You got some extra crackers. You got some extra crackers. Praise God. Hey, man, they throw you some extra crackers and you walk out. You never did buy nothing. That, that was your food, the crackers. And if you got some packages of ketchup, oh, you're you about to throw down. Squirt it. And... Y'all don't know nothing about none of this, do you? You don't know nothing about none of this. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Turn back to 2 Kings chapter 7. They was in a jacked up situation. They don't, they, they not even, it's quite as kept thinking things can get any better. Sometimes you could be down so long that you don't even think things can get right no more. Sometimes you could be down so long or in your situation, whatever it is, so long that you never even project the possibility of things getting even better. But chapter 7 verse 1 says, Then Elisha, the man of God, said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. No one he told him to hear it. Because many times we're in a situation so long, we don't really believe that it's possible to have more, do more, achieve more, receive more. We're still trying to figure out how to make ends meet. What do I do with all this donkey meat? Well, God says, I'm about to fill you up with something better than you ever saw before. He said, the word of the Lord, the Lord, word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Now that word shekel right there, whereas God is talking about 15 cents. He said, man, you're going to get a measure of flour, of fine flour for 15 cents. A measure is a peck, which is a eight quarts, eight quarts which is one-third of a bushel. Come on, say that out loud, bro. That's a lot. For 15 cents. Anybody been to H-E-B recently? Come on, y'all can act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Whole Foods, Whole Foods. And, and, and you bought a package, of, which was probably a pound, two pounds of flour. Did it cost you 15 cents? Cost you a lot more than 15 cents. It's this thing called, he said $10, praise God. It's called supply and demand, which means that because the supply is so strong and there's so much of it around that it's going to cost very little to be able to get it. He's trying to tell you, you're going to go from nothing to overflow. You're going to go from very little to the fact that your vats are going to run over and it's going to have more than enough. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Whereas a third of a bushel of fine flour will cost about 15 cents. Like it ain't about nothing. And the prophet of God let the people know what God was going to do. That he was going to cause that kind of restoration to occur. And when he was going to do it. He said tomorrow at this time. Oh see I love a God that put dates on things. Because when God put dates on things, you can bet your bottom dollar. You ain't going to hear yourself holler. He ain't going to do what he said do. You go home and circle it on the calendar like we used to. Remember when I used to circle it on the calendar and put stars around it and stuff like that? 
Amen. Praise God. Ball the kids, crayon, everything. Circle it. Praise God. Let them know. This day, this one's going to happen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hey, man, well, we in the time right now where this restoration and recovery is happening. We in the time right now. This is the day for manifestation of what God said to you. This is the time. Hallelujah. You might as well put a circle around it. Praise God. Put some stars around it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said that. Hallelujah. So the prophet let the people know what God was going to do, when he was going to do it. He gave them a word of impending restoration and recovery. But it was a word that came at a time when it seemed least likely. Least likely. It seemed unlikely because the extreme situation and circumstances that these people were going through, that they found themselves in the middle of, an extreme situation. They were experiencing extreme poverty as a result of their being under siege by a Marty army that they, in and of themselves, couldn't do anything about. Because sometimes we're in the middle of a situation that we can't do a single thing about. We couldn't change it if we wanted to. Things were extremely bad for them. A situation that's perfect for God to do what it is that God does. Perfect for God to do what it is that God does. If you are in a situation that seems hopeless, you're in the perfect situation for God to do what he does. He didn't put you in the situation, but he sure enough, sure enough going to get you out the situation. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, he will. See, man's extreme situations and circumstances are wonderful opportunities for God to be able to demonstrate how powerful he really is and how powerful a thing he can really do. Remember in Joel chapter 2, he told us, praise God, that what mighty acts God is going to do. We can be able to testify of the mighty acts that God's going to do. So that when you're in that gated community, praise God. The one that you have a remote control to be able to open. I'm not talking about the one that they that the officers put you in. I'm talking about the one that the remote control can open up the, you know, amen. That one. Praise God. That gated community. When you're in the gated community and, stuff, and you're sitting up there on your sitting sitting outside, praise God, over your, your covered patio. Praise God. Listen to water flow over in a over in a in a swimming pool. Praise God. And, People come over and say, come to meet the new neighbors, and they say, so, tell me what kind of business you in. You know, what do you do? Say, it's irrelevant what I do. It's what does my God do. Say to they both side, because I'm here because of him, not because of what I do. I just believe God. I just have faith in God. I just trust God. And God don't want to hook a brother or sister up like this, too. Man's extreme situations and circumstances are a wonderful opportunity to do, to do what God wants to do. Well, let's see what happened. Verse 2. It says, Then a Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, This is the, 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 the prophet, Elijah. And he said, Behold. I, I, I see you a, a behold and I'm going to raise you a behold. You talking about behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, well, behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. You're going to see it with your eyes, 
but you're not going to eat thereof. So everybody who hears the word of the Lord doesn't believe the word of the Lord. I said everybody who hears the word of the Lord don't believe the word of the Lord. I said everybody who hears the word of the Lord does not believe the word of the Lord. Some people doubt the word that they heard. Some even mock or make fun of the word that they heard. But that don't change that if you heard it, as in God said it, it's going to happen. But they're doubting and they're mocking and making fun of the word of the Lord doesn't change that the word of the Lord is still true. Just like whether you believe what I'm telling you or not is irrelevant in relationship to whether or not it's true or not. Only thing it's going to make a difference in is whether you receive what God has for you. That's the, only, that's the only thing that's going to change. See, there's some folk up in here who believe. I got anybody in here believe? Well, look at your hand. Them going to be receivers, praise God. Every one of them is going to be receivers, praise God. The ones that kind of like look away and roll their eyes or snicker and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Well, enjoy yourself, praise God. Have a good time, praise God. Hallelujah. Have a ball. <laughs> but at the same time, you're going to see the manifestation to the other people. But you not going to have any of it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad I ain't talking about you. I'm so glad I ain't talking about you. My God, I'm so glad I ain't talking about you. See, they're doubting and mocking and making fun of the word of the Lord doesn't change that the word of the Lord is still true. But it does change whether or not it's going to happen for them like it's going to happen for me and you. That's what changes. So this Lord, who is the king's main counsel, didn't believe the word of God. And you're going to see it eventually had an effect on the king, too. Because, see, who you're around and who you listen to is going to be big in relationship to whether you receive the word that's being spoken to you. I'm so glad. I don't know about you. I'm so glad that God encompasses everything in this word that I need to know. I found a scripture. I'm so glad I found that scripture. I don't even know what to do. Yes, I do. I, do. I believe it and I operate according to it. That's why I'm so glad. That's why I do. He put a word in the scripture that says, let God be true. Oh, you found it too. Praise God. You found it too. That if God said it, let God be true. The word let means allow, which means you got to make a decision on your own. And each of us need to make a decision to let God be true. And every man alive. Because God's true whether you let him be true or not. But God wants to be true in your life too and be able to make sure that thing happened to you. You, ain't, you don't need everybody to believe this. Do you believe it? You don't need everybody to go along with this. Do you believe it? You don't need everybody else to be all in there with you. It's, it's wonderful if they're keeping you company while you're in there, but that, that's irrelevant. Do you believe it? I found out a long time ago. It doesn't matter whether I got anybody else around me that believes what God said. I'm getting mine. It don't matter whether everybody else believes what God said at a given time. I'm getting mine. I figure, I figure like this. If I'm the only person on the face of the earth, that believes this thing, I'm going to be the walking, talking testimony that you can receive this thing. That if nobody else believes God's a healer, I've got mine. I've been healed multiple times. If, I, if nobody else believes God's a provider, I do. And I got testimony after testimony after testimony I can give to you. I can bore you with my testimonies. I got so many of them of God coming through. If don't nobody else believe God's a way maker, I know he is. Why? Because I believe the word of the Lord. I still believe. Anybody here believe? Oh, see, oh, see, oh, see. That means you're going to get yours. The king, we're going to find out that the king was in 
infected by a disbeliever. Because an unbeliever and a disbeliever can infect you and cause you to be affected by what they believe to be true and cause you to not receive what God has in store for you. But look at your neighbor and say, don't go out like that. Mm-mm, don't go out like that. See, unbelief is a sin by which men greatly dishonor God and, dis- and deprive themselves of the favors that he designed for them. It's a sin. You can sin, born-again believer. And one of the ways that you can sin is to not believe the veracity. Let me show my education. The veracity of God's word. God's word is true. And the moment you don't believe it, you have just rearticulated your statement by saying it this way. Lord, you're a liar. Lord, you're a liar. That's not true. Or the man that you use, or woman that you use, they're lying. I don't believe them. God said, well, I got something for you. You're going to see it with your eyes, but you ain't going to taste it in and of yourself. See, God had Elijah respond to the man's foolish response to the word of the Lord about the recovery and restoration that was going to be experienced by them. And the prophet told the man of God, that unbelieving person, praise God, he assured that unbelieving, mocking man, and he shall see it on the morrow, but not taste it himself. That's because the blessings of God are received by faith, not by sight, by faith. In fact, let me read it out of the Message Bible. The Message Bible renders Elijah's response in verse 2 this way. It says, you'll watch it with your own eyes, he said, but you will not eat so much as a mouthful. You was your, he said, you ain't going to get a mouthful. You ain't going to taste. Everybody else is going to be like, mm, mm, you could be like, you going to be like, no, 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 not you, not you. Because when I extended my hand to you, you rejected my hand. So when you extend yours, I'm going to reject that too. Because remember, God responds. Come on up in here. Somebody learning something up in here. Doubt will always cause a person to be left out. Understand doubt always leaves people left out. His doubt was going to cause him to be left out of the recovery and restoration that God had promised. And we know God's not slack concerning his promises. No, he ain't. Verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. That ain't good. And we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come. And let us fall upon the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. This is an interesting passage right here. Because it goes from God speaking to a people of God, the chosen people of God, Israelites, one of the lords heard it, the king, everybody, he's speaking to all them. And then he goes outside and he starts talking about these lepers who are not people that you would normally think of as a people that would be blessed in any kind of a way. So God chose to first bring recovery and restoration of substance to a, some lepers. 
The manifestation of God's promises always has to start somewhere. It always has to start with somebody. But God has this, I want to use the word weird because I don't want to make it seem like he's wrong, but he has this interesting way of choosing people to start a blessing through. He'll choose the ones that you least expect. That's why it's same in the old, same in the new. He, I explained it in 1 Corinthians, but this is an example of it back in the old too. God chose somebody that was the least likely to be chosen to be the one that recovery and restoration would manifest first to. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're finding out a little more about how blessed it is to be a child of the God who wants to bring recovery and restoration in our lives now that we have Him in our lives. I hope even more that you're getting the faith from the Word I'm sharing with you so that you can let God be a God of recovery and restoration in your life too. He wants to do it. Believe it's true and let Him do it. That is, bring recovery and restoration into the lives of you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio, Come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off to home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee it'll bless you. And it'll bless us when you come too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.